It's time to accelerate. Hi, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Join me as I host conversations with the leading experts in sales, marketing, sales automation, sales process, leadership, management, training, coaching, any resource that I believe to help you accelerate the growth of your sales, your business, and most importantly, you. Hello, and welcome to Accelerate. I'm excited to talk with my guest today. Joining me is Dave Blake, founder and CEO of Client Success. And I got a quote from their website. It's revolutionizing the way companies proactively manage, retain, and grow their existing customer base. You know, the tagline for Dave's company is success is the new sales. And in this era of increasing service or subscription-based products, increasing specialization within sales roles, the function of driving revenue from existing accounts has become its own specialty. And this role is labeled customer success, and it's not what's sort of the old-fashioned notion of customer satisfaction or customer service. Instead, it requires a unique set of skills and technologies to ensure the highest levels of customer engagement with and value derived from the product or service you sold them. So it's, the, it's these skills that retain customers, open the doors for upsells, and minimize churn among subscribers. Now, Dave Blake and his team have developed a new platform called Client Success that is focused on helping customer success teams achieve this mission. He's going to tell us all about client success as well as what customer success is in general and what it means for you. So, Dave, welcome to the show. Thanks, Andy. It's a pleasure to be here today. So, did I do justice to that in the in the open? Yeah, it's uh, you did a great job. Um, <laughs> we are um, in this age of of uh, the age of the customer, if you will. Um, taking care of your existing customer is critical, and um, and we find that uh, those who do it best have successful and thriving businesses. So we're all about helping uh, helping customers take care of their existing customer base. Okay, so before we jump into the details, just take a minute and broaden the introduction of you. And yeah, how did you come to start this company, and how did you start your career? Uh, great question. So my career started. Um, uh, I was uh, graduated in accounting, but uh, never gone in, uh, done much accounting. I always uh, have been on the technology side, first off in uh, professional services. Um, and then uh, um, after many years of being on the road as a consultant, stumbled ac- across a, c- a company here in Utah called Omniture. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at the time, Omniture was a... Um, a uh, small web analytics company um, that was just starting uh, its path to hyper growth. Um, um, and uh, I joined Omniture early on as a frontline account manager or what most people call customer success managers there. And uh, quickly realized that I had, uh, I had lucked out, if you will, uh, and found a great company in a great space, a great founders, and um, uh, just a, a tremendous opportunity for me. Um, at Amateur, we went hyper growth. We ended up going IPO, and then we were acquired by Adobe. And my my journey through that uh, experience was that I was able, fortunate to build the strategic accounts team at Amateur, taking care of the top companies worldwide, the best brands in the world that you every major brand you can think of. Um, and then came through with the acquisition by Adobe and ran the global um, account management organization, enterprise account management organization for that side of the business for Adobe. So um, that's so how. What was the impetus to start client success then? 
really because I, um, uh, in, in my role as a customer success leader for many years, building and scaling customer success teams, you know, our primary responsibility was to retain and grow our existing customer base, to take care of them. And in fact, our founder, uh, Josh James, always said, uh, you know, made it clear that we didn't ever want to lose a strategic account, and we never did. Um, however, I attribute much of mo- most of our success to just be having great people um, who had a lot of hustle and a lot of passion for customers. And we never had solutions that were very focused on, on, uh, for, for our team our, around post-sales customer success management. And so after uh, being in Adobe for many years, I was ready for a new change. And uh, I uh, like to say it, this opportunity, this, this company found me. I didn't necessarily go out looking for it, but just my skill set had aligned. Uh, there were very few people out there who had had experience in this space for over a decade. Um, and I was fortunate being in a position to, uh, to found the company and really wanted to found it because uh, to start the company because I wanted a solution that I wish we would have had. I wanted to bring that to market and specifically build a solution that for customer success teams that they could use to um, to manage their existing customer base. Okay, well, let's talk about the, the practice of customer success or in general. So, because I think there's a lot of people still may have heard the term and, and confuse it, let's say, sort of with customer support and and maybe just, you know, if we can lay sort of the ground rules so people really understand. So, what is customer success? I mean, it's not customer service. Nope. Uh, yeah, it's very distinct from customer service. The way that I look at uh, customer success is that it is um, – this customer success is understanding your client's needs or your customer's needs and aligning your solutions and your services to fulfill those needs. And when you do that, uh, there's this, um, if you do that successfully, you make your customer successful – then the natural outcome is that you will have long-term ret- retention and growth with, with, with your customers. It's building customer advocates um, and doing all of this in a much more proactive way versus customer service. The traditional customer service is, uh, I would say, is much more transactional. Still the same goal of t- delivering a great experience for your customer, but it, uh, customer service versus customer success, I would say customer service is much more transactional, somewhat reactive, right, um, reactive. Re- responsive versus customer success is much more focused on the long-term relationship and being much more proactive. So when you look at customer success, sort of the focal point, a lot of companies have now created these positions called customer success managers. As you said, used to be called account managers. I mean, I, I started... Uh, <laughs> sort of my career in in one point of service as a program manager, which really was an account manager um, for doing major account management. So the the role of the customer service manager then is really to sort of coordinate all these other resources that exist. I mean, be sort of that customer advocate um, and provide them the resources they need to be able to, to said, drive the value out of the, the service that they, they purchased. Yeah, um, that exactly right. They are the customer's advocate, if you will, within uh, your organization. And they are to uh, uh, understand the customer's needs and then align the company and the company's resources to help fulfill those needs. Um, I, I like to call them the central point of contact, not necessarily the single point of contact, but they're the ones who shepherd the customer through your customer journey and ensure they're getting value from from your company. 
So how is the, the organization, customer success organization, staffed in general? What does it look like? You know, more and more, it, 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 first of all, in the last few years, the um, uh, we've seen this emergence of customer success and this kind of this um, – uh, the, this, the, the importance and the uh, investment in customer success increased um, significantly. Um, a typical customer success team will be led, you know, a, a more, let's say, a, an established customer success team will report into a VP customer of customer success or even a chief customer officer where you see that in many organizations today. And, um, and then have – oh, go ahead. Well, does the chief customer officer does that include sales, or that's parallel to sales? It just it just depends. Some have have it be separate from sales, so it's very focused on the existing customer base. Some have sales roll up into to them. Um, it, it really just depends. There's there's a lot of different models that we see out there today. But oftentimes, customers and this to be clear, because we're going to jump into this in just a second. I mean, uh, customer success carries a revenue quota, and yeah. but oftentimes they don't report into sales. Uh, that's correct, and and that's been the uh, fascinating uh, transition, particularly particularly in B two B SaaS. Um, I remember we we host these what we call executive roundtables, where we bring together VPs of customer success um, in in different locations throughout the world, and we have some knowledge sharing and networking. And we were in one in Austin um, last year, and we had about six VPs of customer success, and the, and it was the first time that I saw this this made the, the change really start to um, take effect, where the majority of the VPs of customer success around the table uh, announced that they had a bigger quota than their sales counterparts. <laughs> retention and expansion quotas, their quotas were bigger, and so you start to see the shift of influence of the customer success um, team and leadership in an organization where they have much more um, influence and much more importance within an organization, um, whereas traditionally it was the sales leaders who had kind of the, the were the big cheese in the organization, if you will. So in addition to the customer success manager, we started talking about you know, how those organizations look, how they're staffed. What are the other roles that you typically see? Uh, certainly, you've got your management layers there, but uh, on the front line, it's a, a customer success um, a manager. Um, some organizations, more mature organizations, have customer success operations, and we also see even you know at the enterprise level, they they you start to see um, a, alignment where um, th there's a new trend where they're even assigning uh, what we call success marketing resources or where you have marketing uh, team members who are dedicated to customer success to help nurture customers in a more of a low-touch way. So sort of embedding the account-based marketing concept into customer success. Yep, yep, where you truly start seeing that with, um, with the customer success manager kind of being at the center of that account team, but they're, they collaboratively work to, together for, um, on behalf of the customer. So what's the... I sort of typical profile of a customer success manager. Is this somebody who's come from sales and maybe, you know, it's more the the you know farmer type as opposed to the hunter type or not to be I hate sorry, I hate those stereotypes, but just using them yeah. in this instance. I mean so people we've Yeah, we've certainly seen people with that that profile um, and and have done a great job, but um, it's it's still it, since it is an emerging role that we see customer success managers come from different um, different functional groups, whether it be sales, 
Um, we've some of my best um, over the years. We had one uh, a profile of three. One was a great farmer from who used to work at IBM and some other enterprise. Another one was a um, a came from Tommy Hilfiger, if if you can imagine that, a senior merchandiser. And another one came from Amazon, who was a product manager. But the common thread with all of them is that they were great relationship um, professionals. They knew how to nurture and develop a, a, a great relationship, and then they also knew how had the, the um, the ability to link customer needs with solutions, and and um, and finally they were um, they were able to think strategically and act strategically, and yet be able to roll up their sleeves and and act tactically as needed to support to manage their customers. So those are those are some common traits that we look like look at uh, as we uh, um, hire customer success managers or determine successful ones. And then who actually carries the quota? Is it a group quota or an individual? I mean, a team quota for a specific account, or do the individual customer success managers carry that quota? Um, again, we see uh, uh, quite a, uh, a variety of different ways. Um, the, the most common, I mean, I, I always uh, share my thoughts on three different ways that we, we, we see from a retention and growth. One is that you keep the sales rep involved and they continue to own that post-sales. And you, they own everything from a sales perspective and the customer success manager owns the day-to-day relationship from a product and an adoption perspective. The other model that we see is that sales pulls out and the, the customer success manager owns all retention and expansion for their book of business. And then the third one is that some, some organizations introduce a, a separate customer sales team or renewal specialist team that owns that. Um, and then um, there's also a, a, a little bit of um, you know variety of who – is it a team quota or is it individual quota? Um, and I like – I like to have both. Um, have have the accountability at the at the frontline CSM so that they know um, um, they have that clear accountability. But then find ways to also have these team goals around um, uh, as well across the customer success t- um, team. Well, you brought up a great point earlier, which I think it's worth coming back to. Is you talked about you know great people, and even though we're seeing a lot of technology come into the space, is that I've seen in the past, and I know that. As this is evolving and emerging, it's going to be less and less the case. But you know that that people, let's say from sales, other places, sort of got shunted off into customer success or customer service type roles, uh, and they weren't always the the top quality people. And the fact is, as I always advocate, is you have to have your best people <laughs> in these roles. You know, this is not yeah. a secondary role. This doesn't take, as you said, with the way the quotas are spread out. This isn't you know playing second banana to sales. This this is the lifeblood of the company. That's right. And you really need to have yeah. your best people there. And technology notwithstanding, you're bringing, and we'll talk about it in the next part of the show, we'll talk about the technology you're bringing to bear, but you still need to have great people doing this. The technology is not going to be a substitute for that. Yeah, I'm, I agree 100%. And that was always, uh, you know, as a leader and a practitioner uh, building and scaling teams, that's what the philosophy we took. And so uh, um, we would hire just exceptional people and we knew that if we hired the right people and we, you know, we like to hire leaders, we like to hire great um, leaders, meaning it's not a title, it's a, it's a, um, it's a natural way in which you execute. And it's an influence you have on your team and your customers and everyone around you. Um, and that was very successful. Uh, uh, 
regardless of the tools and um, and um, uh, environment, if you hire great people and, and you put them in front of your customers and you do it and you engage with customers in a very authentic way, you'll be successful. So that trend is changing. I think that in the, in the past, they always uh, looked at customer success and even customer success as customer support as a cost center. Now the savvy um, CEOs and executives and SaaS companies or, or any company out there is starting to look at, um, at these individuals as, as profit centers that, uh, and hiring um, the, the right profile accordingly and taking care of those people accordingly. Well, and as, as centers of growth as well. I mean, the fact is that um – yeah, you have to yeah. you have to be growing at least as fast as the company itself wants to grow. Otherwise, you're not hitting your targets, right? That, that's right. Okay. That's right. Well, good. We're going to take a short break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk more about customer success and uh, talk about the platform that Dave's company has developed to support that. And we'll be back in just a second. Hi, this is Andy. Connect and Sell is used by sales reps at nearly a thousand companies, including hundreds of technology startups and several Fortune 500 companies, to overcome the challenges of getting prospects on the phone. Companies using Connect and Sell grow their revenues faster by enabling their sales reps to have more sales conversations in 90 minutes than they could otherwise achieve in an entire week. Connect and Sell can be deployed directly to your sales reps, or you can take advantage of their outbound on-demand service, which delivers qualified prospect meetings scheduled directly on your sales reps' calendars. Visit connectandsell.com to learn more about how Connect and Sell can start filling your pipeline today. Welcome back. We're talking with my guest today, Dave Blake from Client Success, and we're talking originally about the bigger, broader topic of, of customer success. Now I want to delve into the, the platform that, that your company has developed to help support that and to uh, help companies do a better job of, of supporting their customers, getting the upsells, maintaining contracts, and so on. So you call it a relationship platform, Client Success. Yeah. Yeah, we are why if you if you think about the why uh, being the most important thing that a that a company can define mm-hmm. our why is building relationships that last. Um and that's what our company and our product and our team tries to do. Um at the core our solution is helping uh B2B SaaS companies proactively manage engage with customers in an authentic way align with their needs and, and drive long-term retention and growth. Um, and so, so that's, that's what, uh, that's the high level, what we do and, uh, excited about the, um, you know, the, uh, reception so far. Yeah. And so for people listening that are just not familiar with this, this category and so on. So this isn't a CRM system. I mean, you've got specialized features that a CRM system doesn't support necessarily. It's not a customer service ticketing system either. as other people might be familiar with, uh, it's, it's something quite different. Yeah, that's right. I think if you look at traditional CRMs, the the main focus and uh, emphasis in a traditional CRM is um, driving a sales conversation and and a discussion through a the close of a deal. But most CRMs don't uh, focus on the most important part, which is now taking care of those those customers and understanding the health of a customer, understanding how you're nurturing the relationship and the risk and the opportunities. And so our platform. Uh, focuses on that. It's how do you um, engage with customers proactively across the life cycle? What are the indicators of health? What are the indicators of risk? And how can we? Um, and how are we doing 
retaining um, and expanding our customer base. Okay, well, let's, let's sort of dive into a little bit. You sort of identified five key phases that you helped to sort of manage this whole process, starting with onboarding, which is, uh-huh. is oftentimes overlooked when you get a new customer. It's really, to me, it's sort of the single most important phase in terms of the setting the, the foundation for the relationship going forward. So how does the customer service manager, customer success manager, excuse me, use client success to help onboard a new customer? Yeah, we, we believe that the first 90 days in any relationship are the most important 90 days. Um, that will make or break the long-term success of a partnership. And uh, certainly been on both ends of that. The success no, me, is me too. <laughs> I, uh, the success is mostly, but unfortunately, I felt the pains of of, of you know slipping up uh, on the first ninety days as well. Both from a you know as I service our customers, but also as a customer. Um, and so our platform uh, helps to um, our our customers have a clearly defined plan for how they're going to engage with their customers throughout the first. Uh, those first 90 days, and have this repeatable, consistent methodology that the team follows uh, through that process. Um, a lot of it, uh, you know, the biggest, the biggest, some of the biggest challenges in in managing throughout a life cycle are the handoffs. Um, a lot of people fumble those handoffs, and in mm-hmm. this in first 90 days, the most critical handoff is that uh, the first handoff from the sales team or account executive over to the customer success manager. And so our platform helps uh, to facilitate that as well as all the other um, proactive activities that you want to do to engage your customers in the right way to, to leave a great impression in those first 90 days. So that handoff you talk about from the account manager to the customer success manager, is that a matter of documentation or how do you facilitate that? Um, it's, it's a ma- it's, it's, there's not a single bullet. It's a matter of... Um, of uh, understand internally between the sales rep and the customer success manager, it's a matter of um, communication and making sure that f- uh, both through documentation and through just a, a quick handoff meeting internally, that um, that we clearly understand the discussions um, that happened in the sales process. Because through that process, you're doing a lot of discovery. You're understanding their key business objectives and their challenges and the and uh, the key stakeholders. And so the key point of that transition internally is to make sure that all of that information is discussed and, and, um, and relayed to the customer success manager so that when you have that first kickoff call, the customer feels like they're being cared for, that it's a continuation of the conversation, not, not starting the conversation again. Right. Um, it's nothing more frustrating for a customer to have to repeat everything that uh, they shared with us during the sales process. And so uh, that, that's a key thing that uh, is important in, in any handoff. And then within the application itself and within client success, does the customer success manager set up a, an onboarding plan then that, that shared yeah. and, and co-managed with the, the client? Yeah, it, you know, it's it's primarily um, meant to uh, right now to collaborate um, a, on their side um, and to um, on, on the cust- on the um, it's for the customer success manager and their team to make sure they're following a proactive plan and communicating that to the to the customer. Um, so it facilitates collaboration. It, it facilitates to make sure that you're going through this consistent process. 
and uh, allows them to to refine that process over time so that they can so that um, they're always learning and evolving their their methodology if you will their repeatable methodology as they engage with customers well you give sort of an overall customer health success score if you will is yeah. are there what are the key metrics let's say on the onboarding that sort of drive that early on i mean what what sort of metrics does the customer success manager have access to that see okay we're on track we're not on track what do we need to change so on and so forth yeah there's um one i mean i think a lot of it comes down to engagement i look at engagement is um um, engagement, personal relationship engagement, is the customer engaging? Do they have the right level of? Um, do they feel empowered through our through our process and comfortable with our process? And are they um, are they helping their team feel empowered through the solution? So engagement, are, are you having regular touch points? And then also, do you start to see this adoption, initial adoption, and engagement in your solution? Um, that's important. So those are two things. And then I think there's a time element as well. Um, you want to, um, uh, as quickly as possible, drive value to the customer, have high, quick time to value, and also have some of those uh, early wow moments for, for the customer. And so those are the things that, uh, that we recommend to our customers and that they can uh, you know, leverage our, our, our platform to, to measure and make sure they're delivering that in a, in a, a timely manner. Right, I think that's a great a great point about the early wow moments is within those first ninety days because they really can set the tone for the entire relationship. And you talked about the adoption or the early adoption. So one of the five phases that you manage is with this is is the adoption, and it's really then at that point looking at uh, breadth of usage, let's say within our customer organization, as opposed to necessarily the depth of of usage. Yeah, um, that, that's that's critical. Is to say, um, uh, are, we never want just one person in the company using our, our our product. I think the sign of a a great product is this natural um, expansion within their company. Um, and so, um, we that's one of the things we look at is to say, are is are all the team members using it? Um, do they understand it well enough? Have we trained them? Um, do they know the best practices? And so th- that's a key area that we look at and, and that our customers can, can uh, determine through our solution as well um, to, to just see how broad the, um, the product is getting within a particular organization. And then you have your growth phase, which then, yeah, once you get sort of the breadth, then you're focused around the depth of usage. How do you get visibility? You know, how do you provide visibility to your customers into that, that depth of usage? Um, we we provide um, in our product um, we we have a we look at our product as a holistic approach to customer success. Um, you know, a lot of people say that uh, the main uh, um, data set that you should look at for from a customer success perspective is product usage tracking. You know, uh, analytics around how they're using your product. Are they logging in? Are they using certain features? And we believe that that's really important, but it's only one aspect. So that's certainly something that we provide in our solution. And uh, our customers keep a very close eye on that to, to understand how they're engaged with their product. But again, a, a, a relationship is broader than just the product. And so... Um, so we, um, you know, they can leverage our platform to have very specific goals of how they want to um, align with the business and see growth within the account. And hopefully that comes through um, 
to meeting the customer's needs, to, to driving to their definition of value, and um, and they can they can measure that and, and manage to that within client success. So how do you measure that? So if it's if it's not frequency of usage, I mean, how you how you what's the metric you can really key on to say, okay, yeah, they're getting the value out of this that that we promised and that they aspire to. You know, most people use um, you know uh, use adoption um, or or plain retention. Um, as as an indicator of whether your customer is getting value. Frankly, my my measurement is: Are they buying more? Um, do they do they like your product well enough to? Um, and are they thriving on your product to where they want more? And so, part of the the a key um, goal of the customer success manager is um, going, you know, understanding different use cases of the customer and making sure they understand uh, uh, can can accomplish those in our solution. And I, I think at the end of the day, the, the best indicator is are they um, are they are they purchasing more? Are they happiness? Are they giving references? Is another great example. Uh, but those those are to me are the best indicator of, of success. Right. So the more could be either buying more seats for it, or they're buying additional applications for seats that they have, or both. Yeah. Yeah, typically they're known as cross-sell for buying other products that you sell or upsell, which is buying more of the same product. Um, we, we love to see uh, both of those um, in there. And uh, that's the, the, the mentality that we like to do is, is uh, to take care of your customers enough and align to their objectives uh, closely enough that, uh, that they want more uh, of, of your, your company and your product and, and your team. So good. So who's sort of your ideal customer profile for client success? Today, it's a B2B SaaS companies. Um, software as a service company, right? Yeah, yeah. Software, software as a service companies. Uh, and um, primarily small enterprise and below. Um, so we have a lot of customers that are what we call emerging teams. They're customer success teams that are three to five CSMs, and they're uh, maybe Series A or Series B uh, stage companies that are that are starting to really ramp and scale these teams, and we have other companies on the other side. We, company that does is a public company with uh, close to 100 CSMs using our product every day. Um, so, and in, everywhere in between, um, those are those are the the type the kind of our sweet spot today. Okay, and we're just sort of last question on this topic before we go to the last segment of the show is. Where do you see this evolving? I mean, beyond the SaaS marketplace for you guys, um, we um, we we see it much broader than SaaS. In that, um, any kind of um, we're in uh, what some call a subscription economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's for everything. All a lot of the products and services we buy today are are subscription. We uh, we pay for for that um, over and over again. Um, the same principles that we that that apply to a B two B SaaS companies in handling a, a a relationship for a software relationship could be applied at a B two C company, um, a local company here in Utah, Ancestry dot com, for example, sure, is a subscription sure, sure. business, uh, thousands of subscribers. Um, how do we help? How could we help them understand uh, and nurture and uh, grow and retain their existing customer base? So I think there's a lot of opportunity um, driving retention and growth with any kind of subscription base, but also, um, you know, frankly, just helping any kind of um, service provider take care of their existing customers. Right. So there's there's a lot of different directions we can go from that, that okay. perspective. All right. Well, great. Well, let's let's move to the last segment of the show. I've got I said some standard questions I give all my guests 
I don't give the answers as, as I start to tell. Um, so first one, it's a hypothetical scenario, and you're the star of the show, and the scenario is that you've just been hired as a new sales leader at a company whose sales have stalled out, they're stuck, and they really want to get going. So what two things would do your first week on the job that could have the biggest impact? You know, I'd get out and, um, and meet with customers. I think there's nothing better than to sit across the table from a customer and understanding their perspective, the challenges, the opportunities, um, the, uh, and the perspective that they bring to the, to the table. And so the first thing I would do is get on the road and I would see as many customers as I, I could and really understand their perspective because they will, um, they will help take you the direction you need to go. Um, I always say, and I would also, sorry, with that, I would, would not shy away. It's easy. It's human nature for us to go to the happy customers, those customers that are, that are singing his praises, that are easy to do business with. I would seek out the most frustrated customers because, in my opinion, that um, those are the ones that um, have the best insights. Uh, I would say embrace your most vocal customers because they care enough to, um, to uh, tell you what they think. And usually uh, that's, uh, you need to hear what they have to say and follow it. Right. Yeah, well, those are the ones that are going to make you better. Exactly. And that's really what you want as an organization. So have the challenging customers. Um, all right, so, so some standard questions for you is, is in sort of rapid fire, you can give me one-word answers or you can elaborate if you wish. First one is when you, Dave, are out selling, what's your most powerful sales attribute? Uh, genuine relationship. Who's your sales role model? You know, that's a great question. I, I think there isn't one role model. I think I, I've been fortunate to be around some of the best sales leaders in the world. And each of them have, their, uh, have unique approaches. And so I, I tend to uh, look and, and find the best in each of them. Okay. Anyone in particular sort of gave you a, an important lesson? Um. You know, I think one of the greatest sales leaders out there is Chris Harrington, who was at Amateur with us, and he's now the president and runs all of sales and services for uh, for Domo, um, and and a good friend and mentor. But uh, Chris uh, is somebody who uh, is, is knows the art of sales, but he knows also the importance of relationships and um, and in engaging in, in a in a deep way and developing partners and so. I think that uh, Chris was a great example for me as a young professional of how to engage uh, and sell uh, from a relationship point of view. Okay. So what's one book that every customer success manager should read? Um, great question. Um, you know, top of mind that, that's, that's, that's been on ours is, is, is start with the why. Mm -hmm. And usually that, that question is a um, – is or that book is is focused for for organizations, but I think it's it's uh, also um, uh, true for individuals and their in the professionals. And um, I think the why behind why you're you know you're engaged in this role and how you um, you develop your own why and, and align with your customers why is is an important uh, you know attribute to have. Okay, so Simon Sinek's book. All right, um, all right. Tough question coming up is what music's on your playlist right now. <laughs> you know, I've got uh, I've got five kids, and uh, my playlist somehow gets all of their music on it. Uh, 
so I've got everything on there from One Direction to uh, country music to um, uh, Rihanna, a, 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 a lot of diverse uh, to the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. I've got a lot of different uh, different uh, types of music on my playlist. It's pretty diverse. All right. From boy bands to the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Good. All right. So uh, last question is, is, what's the first sales activity you do every day? Um, uh, I, I focus on customers and prospects every single day. Um, and what I usually look at is where can we, as the theme that I've always had is where can I de- help, um, deepen a relationship? Um, that's, that's who I am at the core. And so I'll look to, uh, um, to help there this morning, for example, one of the, some of the first thing I did was uh, reach out to a, um, to reach out to a customer. Um, and, um, and I've also, um, uh, had already, you know, um, collaboration around a prospect that we're trying to, um, that we're trying to win. And in that process, we are linking, uh, another customer and, and hopefully building a relationship with, with two other in, uh, great professionals out in the space. So, um, it, it's usually around how can I help as a, as a senior leader of the organization, um, develop deeper relationships across our customers and, and our uh, sales, uh, our prospects. Okay, great. Well, good. Well, Dave, I want to thank you for joining me. I mean, tell people how they can find out more about client success. Yeah, we'd love you to uh, reach out to us. Uh, you can always go to www.clientsuccess.com and, um, or send me an email directly at uh, davidclientsuccess.com, and we'd love to uh, introduce you to our, our team and our business. Sounds good. Well, again, thanks for joining us. And remember, friends, make it a part of your day every day to deliberately learn something new to help you accelerate your success. An easy way to do that is to make this podcast accelerate a part of your daily routine, whether it's on your morning commute in the gym or maybe make it a part of your morning sales huddle. But then to make sure you don't miss any of my conversations with great business experts like my guest today, Dave Blake, who shared his expertise about how to accelerate the growth of your business. So thanks for joining us. Until next time, this is Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you heard and want to make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher.com. For more information about today's guests, visit my website at andypaul.com.